welcome to our inaugural episode of Buck Tales. Ooh, finally. This is Josh Lockhart, your host, and I am here with Wiley Henderson and Chris Keck. I don't know why I waved to you. We don't have it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone at home, Wiley just waved at you. <laughs> I gave a little nod too, but it was just yeah. a, a bit of an acknowledgement that uh, I was being acknowledged. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, let's just jump right in. Let's... For everyone that's seen it, to just get to know who we are, why yep. we've started a podcast called Bucktails, <laughs> why it has such an awesome <laughs> ringtone to it. So let's let's jump in. Uh, Wiley, how about you introduce yourself first? Well, I'm the play-by-play voice of the Cranbrook Bucks. I've worked in the BCHL off and on since 2015, uh, nine years in total play-by-play experience, um, and I've been the only play-by-play home broadcaster for the Bucks in their existence. So... Um, it, it's a team that's very near and dear to me. Obviously, I've laid my roots down here in Cranbrook, too. So um, happy to be finally doing this. And you know what? The the title just wrote itself. I just don't know why it took us so long to figure it out. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Chris. Yeah, so my name is Chris Keck. Um, I work alongside Wiley on the broadcast as the uh, color commentator. Um, I also have settled down in Cranbrook here and it's become my home and uh, the Bucks are something that uh, you know I've done everything I can to support them and promote them over the last you know two or three years. Um, I also write for bchlnetwork.ca and uh, started a, a website called bucksnetwork.ca as well so uh, just lots of lots of media stuff as much as I can to support and promote the team and uh, you know joining the broadcast last year with Wiley was huge as well. And let's not forget that Josh is our broadcast director. That is me. <laughs> yes, uh, brand new to the team. Just started in, in January when I started laying down my own roots in Cranbrook. For those who may have been, are from the Kootenays area, I have been involved with the Kimberly Dynamiters and the KIJHL since, oh my goodness, when was that? Like 2013 to about, I don't know, for several years. You're dating us, man. <laughs> sure am. <laughs> so, and I did things, like I helped out with their, the broadcast and their social media. But I primarily was the blogger who tried to collate all the information for the Kimberly Dynamiters into one area. And then I did fun things for the, the KIJHL as, as well. So I'm, ho- I'm excited to be bringing that to the Cranbrook Bucks. I, I feel like I've done this kind of phoenix thing. Is that the bird that like turns to flames and then is reborn again? Is that the right animal? I think so. Okay. I've heard it. So I've heard that compared to the Phoenix Suns so basketball team, too. Yeah. So th- Good jerseys. <laughs> so that's what I, I feel kind of like is I was this Phoenix, and then I uh, life changed, burn, now starting new in, in Cranbrook. Although my heart still is in Kimberly more than Cranbrook, and I technically live in Gold Creek, so, but I'm here to support the Cranbrook Bucks. On that lovely note, that's a terrible <laughs> introduction for supporting the team. But here we are. So let's let's just jump into it. We're we're here early September. We've just had the the main camp for the Cranbrook Bucks. Who are you guys? Who did you notice that wasn't here? That was here last year? That is leaving uh, a hole for these new players to fill. I think the biggest loss you you can't deny is Tyson Dick, um, and I think that's something we all knew what was going to happen with him being ranked the way he was by NHL Central Scouting going into the draft. And a big congratulations to him, too. Seventh round for the Ottawa Senator. I've heard he's had a terrific uh, development camp out there, too. But uh, that's going to be a tough 
position to fill. Tyson Dick was, I believe, fourth in BCHL scoring last year, Chris? Yeah, he was top four across the board. And then uh, among rookies, he was number two behind, yeah. of course, Matthew Wood, who had a just an unbelievable season. So uh, yeah. very, very strong offensive player here uh, in the BCHL was Tyson Dick. And that in the hockey sense, too, was light years ahead of his age. So th- those are traits that are going to be tough to fill. And I think that's going to be one of the reasons why we are seeing so many great uh, recruited forwards on this training camp. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the hockey sense. I think that's part of what made Tyson Dick such a special player was the the transition from, you know, playing Burnaby Winter Club coming into the BCHL here was it was seamless. And instantly he was a a very strong player, Uh, you know, really good year here last year. Obviously, he got hurt in the the fifth game of the the pod season there. So it was cut a little bit short, but uh, a huge hole that'll that'll be left here. And, uh, you know, how that'll be filled, we'll talk about in a, a few minutes. And he's not the only one gone either. Um, obviously, I, I've talked about it on the, the Cranbrook Bucks Insider. Um, anytime you have a junior team, there's going to be turnover in the off season, and a few of veteran bodies also not with the team this year. Uh, AJ Vasco, Seth Kindrachuk, Cola Saley, naming a few. I know I'm missing some. Uh, Andrew Gil- King, Gilbard. Hayden. Oh, I don't. I don't think I said his name right. No, you, you, you got, got it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Hayden Gilbard. Yeah. So, like you said, a, a good. Uh, group of the core that was here for the the, the first two seasons in Kinderchuk, Gilbert, and Vasco um, as as forwards, and then a Saley on the blue line. So again, we talked about Tyson Dick and and kind of the hole being left up up front where a lot of the offense came from last year. But uh, you know the roles that some of those other guys played: Vasco, Gelbard, Kinderchuk. They were you know bottom six guys, really reliable players, chipped in offensively when they could. And, uh, you know, they've all moved on for their, their final season of junior hockey. So uh, it'll, it'll be fun to follow them from afar. Uh, you know, their contributions to this, this team in the city can't go uh, unmentioned for sure. And, uh, you know, happy to see uh, how they do in the future. So you guys have mentioned some of the holes that are now in the roster. Who are you looking forward to see this coming season fill some of those vacancies in the team's roster? In terms of breakout guys, we were talking before the show started. Um, on the forward side, Jared Smith, I think we're going to see a whole new level from this season. And he's been looking great in training camp so far. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely Jared Smith is, is a breakout candidate that we talked about. Uh, as far as new guys, um, Julian and Donovan Frias, uh, twin brothers. Twin from magic on the Cranberg bus. Yeah, yeah. I'm using that on the broadcast a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're from... Uh, Somebody who grew up watching the Sedins. <laughs> they're from the east coast of, uh, of the U.S., so they're a long way from home, and it'll be interesting to see how they transition. I think, uh, you know, like a lot of the new players that have come in, they provide some skill. They've also got some size and, and bring some edge, which I think is something that'll mix in well with the returning players as well. Um, another guy from the eastern United States, Cooper Belanger. Um, he had a really strong year last year um, playing high school hockey, and I think, uh, you know, a, a player that could definitely fit in here well uh, up front as well. And the defense, I think, this season for the Bucks will be among the best in the league. Uh, yes. We have a very good group of returning veterans and a couple of good recruits. Uh, Bryce Sucro on the back end is somebody I'm looking really looking forward to seeing. A uh, great career with the Nelson Leafs. And, of course, the Sucro uh, family name, mm-hmm. very well known in the West Kootenays. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, that's an area where we don't even know who will and who won't be here quite yet. There's... Uh, 
six defensemen returning from last year, and then there's uh, four really good ones. You mentioned Sucro, Jack Henry, from another guy from the Eastern United States. Um, you know, there's there's some competition here. I think there's ten defensemen here. We know Ryan probably wants to get that down to about seven or eight. So uh, it's it's competitive. Lots of good players here, and uh, you know, like you said, it's going to be a really strong decor, and it's just going to be a matter of uh, you know the ones that really earn it here. We got a few episodes. Sorry, Josh. We got a few episodes to go, but I really can't wait to play an interview from Jack Henry. That guy is uh, bottles of charisma. <laughs> yeah. well, I was just going to mention the the Sucro. Like I got to watch him in the Community Dynamiters Nelson Leafs series that season, and although the Dynamiters ended up losing, it was quite magical watching Sucro play. So excited to have him on the Cranbrook Bucks. And his brother Ryan, a former Selkirk Saints captain. Hmm. I love all your little tidbits that you <laughs> bring with you. Uh, for a player that I, like, I'm excited to see, for me, he just reminds me of Dustin Bufflin like when he played for the Chicago Blackhawks where you just you put him in front of the net on the power play and you put him in front of the net on the penalty kill, and that's Declan Ride. Like, the, the Bucks power play, once they started putting Declan Ride in front of the net, just yeah. became so efficient because that is a big body to move and to see around so i am i'm just excited for that factor right house indeed <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and you mentioned the big body in front of the net but he's also got soft hands and they they would use that you know whether the play was coming from you know the the corner or from the point they would use his hands they'd get him the puck and you know there was times where he'd put it in himself from right in front of the net um you know there was he definitely set some plays up from the front of the net as well so uh very talented player very big player and uh you know he's already committed to miami university ohio and so it's awesome that he's back here for one more year with the Bucks and uh, what is a really strong returning core. One thing I noticed about Ride last season too is we, we really noticed him for his uh, you know emergence on the power play and his play in front of the goal mm -hmm. but uh, really was able to finesse a puck from the blue line through a crowd. Uh, I saw him score from the point I believe a couple times just with a good seeing eye wrist shot that made its way through a sea of bodies and you know, you touched on his soft hands, but that's another example of just the diverse skill set that he has and that huge, huge frame. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, scoring from the blue line, but another thing that uh, he did really well was, you know, when when everyone thinks that he's going to take a big shot, he'd find the quiet guy on the back door and, and set someone up for a tap-in. And, you know, he kind of helped get a few guys going last year in that sense where maybe guys were a little bit snake-bitten. And, uh, you know, there's Declan Ride finding him at the back door to put one in. And, you know, it just kind of gets everyone going a little bit when the defense are chipping in. And, and you know, guys that are not usually counted for, for offense are, are definitely helped along by players like Declan Ride and, and their, uh, their sense, their hockey sense. I feel like we could probably spend like five minutes on each player that is returning from the Cranbrook Bucks from last season to this season. So it feels like we have a lot of confidence in the players that are returning to fill those voids and a lot of excitement around those new players that are, are coming in. And quite the American uh, contingent coming <laughs> to the Bucks as well. Now, let's, let's shift focus instead of looking back and trying to figure out how we're going to um, take care of vacancies. What are things that you guys are looking forward to this this coming season? I mean, aside from the Bucks, um, just calling their games. I know there's a few events that the BCHL had planned last season that didn't get to happen because of the pandemic. Uh, the All Star Game, the 60th anniversary celebration, which was going to see you know a sea of alumni coming back, including my very good longtime friend Mike DeStefano. Hey, Mike, um, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, just getting back to some of those events and what really separates the BCHL from other junior A-leagues, uh, these outdoor classics, all-star games, things like that, and knowing that we're probably going to have a lot of players from this team taking part in those um, you know, special events in January, and I think that's maybe what I'm looking more most forward to for the regular season. Now, as far as the team, just seeing them, I guess, build off the community support that we started seeing come in last season and uh, just where that goes and where it takes this team and this hockey market. Yeah, and for me, in addition to everything that uh, you just said, Wiley, I think uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the growth of the team on the ice. You know, we've talked about the returning players and then, you know, some of the new pieces. But uh, obviously last season was their first full season in the BCHL. There was some learning curves start to finish throughout the season. And, uh, you know, we've talked to a few of the guys they all feel like there's unfinished business. They left some stuff on the table here, losing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to be a big step forward for, for the team, the group, and uh, I'm really looking forward to watching it. So what I'm looking forward to most this season is having fans mm. in the building. Yes. Like, and not a restricted limit to have the potential of full capacity. And our arena fits more people than the Arizona Coyotes new arena does. So I am looking forward to Cranbrook having more fans at their game than an NHL team. That is what I'm looking forward to the most. We may or may not have a graphic ready for that on the broadcast. I too. will neither confirm nor <laughs> deny that right now. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned the, you know, the restrictions. You, for the first most of the year really we were restricted to 50% capacity so that was you know the home opener was was obviously very restricted many big games throughout the year very restricted there was people lined up outside throughout the year that couldn't get tickets to the game you know you'd hear yeah. rumblings of, of people that you know couldn't get in that wanted to and uh, obviously come playoffs those restrictions were lifted last game of the year we had three over 3,000 fans in here and I think that uh, you know, that, that playoff game, that atmosphere that we had in here in the last playoff game is what we can expect in the home opener and, and going forward. This yeah. the, the fan support was, was fantastic. As you guys said, to, to be unlimited here, unrestricted, it's going to be really cool to see this building full. I'm not even playing, and it was a lot more fun to work a game mm -hmm. with over 3,000 people in the arena. It was great. So that's going to be great for the, the players. Yeah, and I know the players really enjoyed having that support too. Um, it, you know, especially in the interior, you get a lot more of fans coming out. Like Trail sells out, Penticton, you know, always has a big house too. And just for us to be kind of in that conversation, I think we had the second highest attendance average last season here. So, and you think about what a library this place was when the Kootenai Ice played here and then going to game six, right? Yeah. I used to always say it's like going from a library to a dive bar, and I meant that as a compliment. <laughs> okay, we're going to shift gears now on that one. Good luck. I'm going to put you guys in the hot seat. Uh, so I've got some rapid-fire questions for both of you. I may play along as well. So Perfect. Your favorite player in the NHL right now? Ooh, that, that is a good one. Um, I'm going to go with Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, right now. Right now. <laughs> right now, I know, right now. You know what? It's funny. I watch so much junior, I hardly get to watch the, anything outside the Canucks. Uh, so I'm going to probably have to pick a Canuck, and I'm going to go with Brock Besser. That's a good choice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like you. I spend so much time, whether it's in this building or at home watching BCHL, that uh, you know I don't watch as much NHL hockey as I used to. But uh, going with Jacob Markstrom, you know, it, 
my favorite hockey player ever was Mika Kippersoff. I'm a bit whoa, of a whoa, Flames whoa, fan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. That was my next question. <laughs> oh, no. You're taking away my thunder. Hey, who's your favorite player growing up? Jerome McGinley. Oh, my gosh. You just said Mika Kippersoff. No, Jerome. <laughs> Both excellent choices. Go through phases. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, I was Mario Lemieux for the record. Yeah, Mario no, I, I I settled on Markstrom just because you know he's uh, he, he's filling the shoes left by uh, Mika Kippersoff for a long time in in Calgary as a you know great goalie, one of the best in the league. I know yeah. that's a long winded rapid fire question. That was answer, totally so. long winded. So <laughs> we're gonna that was start like the opposite <laughs> of rapid fire. Yeah, I'll, I'll he's really slowing me. I'll me down here. <laughs> I just like to talk hockey. That's all. That's perfect. Um, okay, so. I'll, uh, I'll add in quickly here. So my fa- my favorite player right now to watch has been Kale McCarr and Byron Bro- um, Byron. Bro- oh Byron. Bro- thank you. <laughs> Holy, I really struggled with that. The local player. The Stanley Cup this season. And oh, I, you I know, I that. say Brock Besser. That was just because I was under pressure. He is a great player, but I love anybody who wears Adrian Plavsic's old number six. <laughs> and my all t- like my favorite player growing up has been. Darren Fleury and my son's middle name is Darren. Okay, favorite goalie. You've already done yours. <laughs> I gave I gave Jacob Markstrom and I mentioned Mika Kippersoff. Um, so you're done. Okay, I'm out. Now it's, <laughs> Demko. Now it's Patrick Demko um, and past is Patrick Waugh. Hmm. I'm, you know what? I'm going to add one. Okay, uh, go for it. So I've mentioned the Flames. They had a very tough seven-game series with the Dallas Stars this year. Jake Ottinger, what an outstanding Ooh, goalie he is to watch. Yes. yes. That's true. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that one game hurt him before your contract. Yes. I'm not going too far back in time, but I really liked watching Corey Snyder play. I watched him play with Manitoba Moose and with the Vancouver Canucks, and then I felt like he could have been perceived as a better goalie than he was actually was because he was on such a poor Devils team. And for a goalie right now, man, I didn't even think about my own answers to these questions. I Josh probably likes go Terry Sawchuk. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Hasek. Roger uh, Crozier. <laughs> Jerk Broda. Um, you know, I'd probably go with uh, Jacob Markstrom as well, just being a Calgary Flames fan. Okay, favorite team? Calgary Flames. I think I've been obvious about the Canucks. My 1B is Montreal Canadiens. Okay. And my favorite team is Calgary Flames as well. So we got two Flames fans. Perfect. Yeah. No, you are I outnumbered. Should, I should leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny part about that is my second favorite team outside of you know my home you know canadian team is i always like the boston bruins so as someone who likes vancouver and montreal and i like calgary and boston i'm surprised that we can hang out in the same room for any length of time i like boston they they played a better series in 2011 and they outright beat vancouver in seven games there's nothing i can say bad about them your favorite nhl video game nhl pda 93 because of the wraparound glitch okay and because i could use dirk graham all right yeah, I know we talked about some classic video games over the last, like classic NHL games over the last few days. But for me, it's probably when we started getting into the the next gen, like probably NHL 14, I think, on the PS4 was for me the favorite. Nice. Okay. And uh, your favorite pump up song? I'm a hip hop guy, right? So I like Hail Mary by Tupac. For me, I don't think I could pick just one song. Um, you know, of course some, not. Something you'll hear from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course not. But, uh, you know, much like you hear from the players, it, it, it'll be a different genre. You know, some, sometimes it'll be hip hop, but, uh, you know, it depends on the mood and kind of what's going on. But uh, I definitely like to mix it up. Nice. All right. That ends our rapid fire round. We will so we'll stop there. As we wrap things up, Wiley, you've been working on a, a cool project for the Bucks. How about you just give us a little two cents on that? 
Yeah, the Cranbrook Bucks Insider. It's a show that will be starting up this season, and um, you'll be able to see it on Shaw and hopefully on social media platforms as well. And yep. just really more of a chance to get to know some of the players, you know, more than just uh, you know get pucks deep and give it a full sixty, right? Like a chance to kind of you know learn what makes them tick, how they're doing in Cranbrook, what their goals are off the ice. You know, how the team gels, who's funny, who's boring, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? So, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be neat and a really good way for the fans to start sinking their teeth into this, you know, team that is still very new to the city and um, just really start to resonate in this market. And I think we're on a good start, and I think this show is just another platform to kind of help the team get that uh, extra notch into the fans' belts. It reminds me of a segment that you had on your mucking around the KI podcast where it was something on the bus. No yelling on the bus. No yelling on the bus <laughs> with the Fernie Ghost Riders. And you got to know the players well. So it reminds me of that segment. Let's wrap up. How about you lead us into who we're going to hear from next on our episode here? I picked Nathan Airy, the goaltender, for our first ever Cranbrook Bucks Insider show. Um, there was a few reasons for that. One, I felt he outside of Tyson Dick, maybe was the MVP on this team last season. Uh, kept them in so many games. Uh, really did establish himself, too, as a fan favorite. And uh, also, my wife said she wanted him to go first, too. So. <laughs> Smart man. Listen to the boss. <laughs> but also, he, he's a great interview, and he had so much going for him during this offseason, so... Uh, there was a lot that I wanted to catch up with, obviously, uh, getting invited to the Calgary Flames development camp and just um, just being a human highlight reel, really. Like, I called him Absolutely. the master of the post-to-post, and I think that fits well. And he loves it here. We love having him here, and he's very charismatic and a real good kind of focal point to start your season with on that show. Perfect. So now we'll turn it over to your interview with Nathan. Here with Nathan Airy, one of the uh, favorites, fan favorites for the Cranbrook Bucks last year, really made a name for himself and in the BCHL and in the city for sure. And he's back for another season. Nathan, thanks for taking the time today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, no, excited to have you. I know it's been a little bit of a long off season, but we're back at the rink, um, you know, getting things together now and ready for another season. Uh, how are you feeling heading into this one with a full season of BCHL experience now under your belt? I feel really good, really confident. I'm excited to get going throughout this year and our team's going to be really good. Super excited for, for this upcoming season and just taking my experience to another level and really applying all the things that I learned last year into, into next season for sure. It's going to be a good one. And I heard a lot of different descriptions for you last year. A uh, human highlight reel came up quite a bit, uh, the post-to-post master. Knowing that you've gotten on the radar of so many teams, you are definitely have some expectations under you this season. Um, how does that weigh into your uh, psyche? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I like to use that almost, right? And kind of apply that, I guess some people call it pressure, but I would say just kind of use that, right? And, and motivate myself and, no, I really enjoy you know, playing in those pressure moments, right? That's probably why I'm a goalie for sure. But no, I'm excited for for the upcoming year and, and excited to see how far I can push myself for sure. You had a pretty active offseason, obviously, the Flames development camp. We'll get to that. But you were one of the first back this uh, summer, uh, obviously, you know, working out on the ice with Nathan Lewin, another fine goalie himself who spent some junior years here and went on to have a terrific career in the pros 
I guess just tell me the relationship between you two and how that's helped kind of ease you into Cranbrook and, uh, you know, make the city your own. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an awesome guy. Um, whether it's, you know, on the ice, off the ice, you can always talk to him, right. Whether you have you know, problems going on, like, he's such a, such a great guy. Awesome coach really, really developed my game. I say mentally for sure. And, and I think that mental improvements engaged into my game on the ice for sure. And he was definitely the catalyst of that. And um, no, awesome, awesome guy. You know, he's, you can you can kind of tell when you're on the ice he's always itching to, to get back in the gear for sure uh, so i think it's always it's always good for him to be on the ice he's, he's super competitive and um he's always intense when he's when he's playing and, and he knows when to be intense when to be you know to have fun right yeah awesome awesome guy best goalie coach i've ever had for sure your family is uh, really big supporters of you. Uh, I've seen them on social media. I got to meet them last season. Terrific hockey family too. Just a, a little bit about mom and dad and how big of an influence they've been on you and how they've helped you. You know, obviously being away from home, not so easy at a young age, but um, you know, they're not too far away at all times, it seems like. Oh, for sure. I mean, they come to, you know, as many games as they can, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is awesome. I'm, I'm very, very lucky to have them, you know, whether you know, my mom shooting on me in the driveway when I was a kid or playing mini sticks with me and, and destroying me in a game, right? She was always competitive and, and you know, my dad lacing up my pads when I was a kid, not knowing how to some days, right? Where the pads run backwards and whatnot. You know what? You, you never really notice how much they sacrifice for you until you kind of take a step back and, and, and you look at, you know, the countless days that they've driven you to practice, right? You know, they, they get off work, they go, they drive you to practice. We're making lunch, making dinner, stuff like that. It's 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 really it's awesome how much they've supported me. And and again, I kind of that's kind of something I just noticed this past year. Really, really took a second. And you know what? I'm very very lucky to have them letting me move away at home in grade ten, right? Right. Went out to Saskatchewan, and and yeah, they come to as many games as they can. And, yeah, it's it's so awesome, even for my sister as well, to have supportive parents like that in, in her in her sport as well. So just the fact that you're still so young and noticing all the little things that kind of goes into raising a hockey player, it speaks volumes just um, you know, how in tune you are um with you know the sacrifices that the parents make and it's 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 good to see that i know it's not something that i really clued into until maybe my 20s when it was too late to really say thank you but um you know you no. know what it was is uh i i was working this summer all you know all day monday to saturday and you know i get home i go work get over there at seven or eight and get home at five and i'm you know exhausted and, you know, I kind of thought like, man, my mom would have to drive me to practice right now. And, you know, that's, that's kind of crazy to think about, you know, they sacrificed a lot of time for me. So it's really awesome. So born in Cochrane, Alberta, and then um, now you get the call from the nearby NHL team, the Calgary Flames to go in for the summer development camp. Just first of all, how, how did that feel just getting on their radar and getting that call? Oh, it was awesome. It was it was kind of one of those moments where you 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 have that feeling like you can make it, right? I, I was I was so excited. I was up in a a horse show in Red Deer when I got the text, and you know there's a, there's a slight chance I could go, and uh, it kind of soon just turned it started escalating into the the opportunity that I could go, and it was it was such an awesome feeling to 
to really have all your hard work kind of, you know, kind of come into like a capsule and you could see it kind of pay off in, in that moment. Right. And, and I was, it was a kind of a dream come true moment, even though it was just a camp, but it was, it was awesome. I loved it. And how was that hockey? It's fast. My first day I was on the ice and, you know, I see all these guys and they're warming up and, and, uh, you know, some massive, massive guys and do their shots. Oh man, here we go. Right. You know, for practice, they were ringing them off the bars. My ears were ringing after practice. And it was, it was, it was a, it was an eye opener, but you know what, as I went through camp, I, I felt I really got into that speed and, you know, what I felt like I could, I could be there with those guys, you know, that are, that are older than me. So, it was, it was really, really, it was a happy experience and just really good learning experience for sure. But we had, we had some fun times. Just now that you're back here, have some experience, had that pro experience a little bit. Um, how does it feel now being back here this year, as opposed to last year, where maybe there was a little bit more of the unknown in the air? For sure. After the bubble year, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to expect what you're going into, right? No doubt. Um, right. So, you know, going into my 18 year old year, middle year, you know, I was just looking to have a, a, a solid season and get a bunch of games and feel like I got that under my belt and, and I had the, the, like I have the experience now and from that camp, you know, now the, it's, you know, expectations are, I don't want to put them too much pressure on myself for sure, but you know what, I'd, I'd want to perform my best and, and do what I did at that camp and, and, you know, really prove to, to people that, you know, I can, I can get to that level for sure. Moving into this, one thing I like to do is a game called Word Association. So I'll give you a, like a name, a place, maybe a person, maybe an organization, and then kind of come back to me, you know, right off the top of your head, one or two words that describes uh, whatever I'm telling you, um, or maybe a small sentence. Um, you following me a little bit there? Yeah, I think I got you here. All right. So first one, here we go. Calgary Flames. <laughs> um right off the bat excitement just from experience and um a goal i would say a goal of mine nathan lewin uh mentor for sure no question about that um, ryan donald i'd say hard knows when he needs to be but also fun at the same time off the ice and and can be one of the guys penticton british columbia bubble first of all comes into mind and uh an electric place to play for sure. Respent them. Leadership is the first word that comes to mind and uh, humility for sure. Trail smoke eaters. Rival, no question. Rival <laughs> and uh, entertainment. How, how has that rivalry been coming along? Like you guys saw each other, I think 10 times in the regular season and then I think four times the preseason and then 10 times in the bubble. Um, like were you guys, you know, kind of friends by the end of that? <laughs> really i don't know if i'd say friend i mean I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys that's friends with everybody off the ice and right and sometimes on the ice in between whistles but uh truthfully i remember playing the first game for my first year in trail and we had never played in first first game and we were already felt like rivals and it's just one of those things that you know that that was put on us and and it kind of naturally morphed into a rivalry just like that so but we always love playing. It's a good time. Yeah, and I think that's only going to simmer a little bit more as uh, the years go along. It's going to be really fun to watch that progress. Moving along, Cochrane, Alberta. Uh, home, for sure. Kind of a safe safe place, I'd say. Tyson Dick. 
roommate, probably best friend, smartest hockey player I've ever seen. Prince George Spruce Kings. Uh, unfinished business. That's sure. a good answer. <laughs> I'm sure the fans feel that too. Uh, what an electric game though, game six. Uh, not the result you guys wanted, but uh, to think that that's something that we can build on going into this season and, and beyond. It's really exciting to think about. For sure. That was that was definitely the most, even though it didn't, yeah, it didn't end the way we wanted, but it was probably the most fun game I've played in a long, long time. Amazing Cranbrook. fans. Cranbrook, BC. First of all, junior, uh, for sure, junior hockey. Oh, I have I have where I kind of the tip of my tongue here. A home away from home almost. It, it's it's very similar to to Cochrane actually. So. Last one, Cranbrook Bucks. Actually, one of it goes inaugural for sure, and uh, just almost family. I would say you know whether it's the the, the community, whether it's you know players, coaching. We're kind of a, a family or a community in in our own kind of in our own way. Uh, which is, I think, very important to have. You've really become a fan favorite in this town. I guess your your feelings about, as you said, your home away from home and just, you know, life in Cranbrook. How, how are you liking the Kootenays? And is this uh, something you could uh, see yourself continuing with? You know what? It's one of those towns that, I mean, I would call it a town just because that's kind of what it feels like, right? Fair you know, enough. I'm one of those small town guys for sure. Yep. But, you know, I, I, that's one of those places I could see myself living in, 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 you know, whether that happens or not, right? And, you know, whatever hockey takes me to for sure. No, I absolutely love it. It's it's a small town feel, community feel. It's it's kind of the place I pictured myself in, you know, whether that's the future, whether that's you know, playing junior hockey. Right. So it's, it's, you know, it's not one of those big city fields where you just kind of on the outside, you feel like you're really a part of the community for sure. Now uh, we'll wind it down a little bit. You got a good mix of returning vets this year, a good solid mix of recruits too. Uh, really busy in the recruiting uh, activity this off season. Out of the guys coming back though, who's kind of the, you know, light, uh, light one, the levity guy, kind of the funny one in the dressing room who's going to kind of, uh, you know, bring everybody together after some tough times. I think Luke Foe is one of those guys. That, that, okay, that's, I, I thought I, you were going to say Fosey. I, I, I was pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Foe, you know what, he's a character for sure, and he's one of those guys that, you know what, when we're down, he's competitive, for sure, don't get me wrong, and off the ice, he, he's, a, he's a funny guy in, in, in his own way. You know, the first time I saw him, it kind of, you kind of tell, all right, this guy's going to be that guy. And he's such a, such an awesome guy. I have nothing bad to say about him at all. And he's so competitive and he's super honest to himself as well. Awesome guy. He's uplifting. He can be he's positive too, right? So yeah, all the love in the world for that guy for sure. Now, Nathan, um, the goal is always a championship, a good playoff run. But uh, I guess for you personally, off the ice, um, as you grow as a person and as a hockey player, your kind of goals for this season? Obviously, you know, having a good year is obviously, you know, one of those goals of being recognized in the league for sure. But, you know, off the ice, just improving myself as a person right, is, is, is super important because the, the on-ice stuff will come with hard work and dedication and, and, and you know, that off, or that on-ice stuff is, is, is obviously super important. But I think that off-ice, you know, being a good person in, you know, and I guess that's a very broad statement, but, you know, working on say humility or, or stuff like that, I think is really important. And 
gives you peace of mind on the ice to to really enhance your performance per se. I don't know if you know what I mean there. Yeah, that's one of my goals is is to work on myself and and that'll transition onto the ice, you know, performing well and mentally being clear and and that'll that'll transition into the performance aspect on the ice and and that's super important. I think it's all intertwined for sure. And then probably a goal on the ice that I need to work on is is I guess my speed, I'd say. Whether that's recovery speed for sure is, is something I've I've worked on hard over the summer and something I'm looking to transition into my game and make it a bit more known. Wise beyond your years, Nathan, and a great future ahead of you. The Cranbrook Bucks, lucky to have you back for another season. A showstopper on the ice and a air of calmness off of it. And uh, thank you again for joining us here on the Cranbrook Bucks Insider. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Good time. Here's Nathan Airy, your starting goaltender for the Cranbrook Bucks. All right, thank you, Wiley, for that interview with uh, Nathan there. Yeah, that was done on Zoom, and I'm still learning to look directly at the camera and not uh, get googly shifty-eyed, and my apologies there. <laughs> Nathan, because, I was listening. Be, because everyone can see your googly eyes as they're listening into an audio-only podcast right now and can't see your eyes. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> well, it might be on the show. Please don't look at my eyes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so if, when you get to watch the video... <laughs> What you should do is have a drinking game, and every time Wiley gets googly eyes, jeez, no, that's that's so un, no, <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> I want them to their livers. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to wrap things up, we're coming up to the preseason here. What are some things that you guys are looking forward to in the preseason? Yeah, I think uh, right off the bat, you know, the first preseason game for the Cranbrook Bucks this year is against the Brooks Bandits, and you know, they won the, the Centennial Cup last year, uh, national champions. I think we all saw a, a game that they've played in the preseason where they put up 23 on a, another Junior A team. Wiley Henderson numbers. Yeah, so, uh, I, you know, we looked at their scores last night. They've, you know, some of the games have kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but they're still, I, you know, they're the cream of the crop when it comes to Junior A hockey. You know, we've we've seen a lot of Penticton here in the last couple of years and how good they are, and I think Brooks is, uh, is just like that. So, uh I'm excited to see, you know, how the Bucks can do in their first preseason game playing a team like Brooks, who's already played five. And, uh, you know, there's a very high bar there. And then the next day, you know, off to Okotoks, where they'll see uh, Zeth Kinderchuk, who we've talked about already on this podcast, who's moved on from the team. He's now with the Oilers. So uh, it'll be a good, good competition playing teams from Alberta. And uh, it'll be good to see Zeth again as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and just for me, just seeing some of the new players, how they come along, this is really what preseason is for, too, to kind of get an evaluation of what you're working with this year. So that's something I always want to see, who's going to fit in, uh, who's going to, you know, come in and make a difference. And um, there's a lot of, just from being at training camp, like there's so much balance on the ice out there when you see them skating. So it's gonna there's going to be some dogfights for those last few roster spots, and it's going to be fun to watch. And that's what I am... I think most looking forward to is exhibition games don't matter on the score sheet, but they matter for getting that roster spot. And it's the inter-squad battle, intra, inter, one of those (laughs) battle that I am looking forward to, to see 
who's giving it their all out there, whether it's for the five seconds or a 60-second shift, who's leaving their, their heart out on, on the ice there. This is going to bother me now. Now, is it intra or intra? <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> Google it later or someone to can like message us and let us know. <laughs> it. I'm yeah. going to get tweeted at for this. Totally. I should know this. <laughs> I, I thought it was inter without hesitation, but now that you guys have brought up the intra, I'm I'm just as pretzel like as you guys intra. are. Yeah. Well, it depends who's running the social media. This is account. no longer an introduction, and it's an outroduction. Uh, out, introduction oh, or introduction? Oh my goodness! It's an outro. <laughs> so we will bring things to a close now. Thank you, everyone who's tuned in and chosen to invest your time listening to us here on Buck Talks. Buck Tales. Oh, yeah. I can't even get that right. (laughs) And I'm the host of this thing. Bucktails. Thank you for listening to Bucktails. And have a good one. And we'll see you in the arena. Life is like a hurricane here in Cranbrook. Shooting, checking, takeaways. It's our buck nook. Might see a break.